Hi, guys. Oh, there she is. Hey, all right. Let's give an introduction, guys. We have actress extraordinaire from this great horror comedy called Uncle Peckerhead. You can check out (laughs) on Video On Demand on August 11th. All of us got to check it out here on Below the Belt Show. A really, if I could say, a lighthearted horror. (laughs) Because it's kind of feel-good in a way, but in the same sense, it has all the elements of a great horror film. But nonetheless... Chet Siegel, welcome to Below the Belt Show. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first interview from my home during a pandemic yes. and a social uprising. I'm, I'm guessing you would have had a red carpet maybe for this and maybe fielding questions on the carpet, but uh, a lot of red carpets have been sadly uh, canceled. So here we are in the uh, Skype Zoom world doing this. I got I to be honest with you. I don't know that I would have been answering questions on a red carpet <laughs> about, about this. And uh, and that's kind of what I like about this movie. It's like a super scrappy indie uh, film. And uh, it it felt like we were all living in a crusty white van for um, <laughs> <laughs> like we'd been snatched off the street uh, for, it, for a while. It really seemed that way for sure. Yeah. But I loved it. I loved it. It was so fun. And it's, um, it's a unique film. I mean, um, to kind of mix the genres of comedy and horror in such a way. Um, it's like some very good feel-good moments and some really like WTF moments as well. Um, have you ever been a part of a project like Uncle Peckerhead? Um, no, I had never been uh, the, the lead of like a horror film before, um, but I highly recommend it for everyone. It's a very, everyone should get to scream and run through the freaking woods. <laughs> like it's, it feels good. Um, uh, but uh, I, I have been a part of independent films before. Um, and I, you know, my background is actually from, you know, RIP UCB, um, but also whatever. Oh, they, they have a complicated it's a complicated dissolution and I think, you know, yeah. whatever. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a really fun little punk movie. And, uh, I, I never, I had never also, I'm not a musician, so I'd never like been on tour or anything like that. Um, that was actually, I was gonna, <laughs> question I was going to get to, but you answered it. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, uh, y- y'all were also super nice. You helped me prepare for this. You warned me about the, <laughs> The simple questions I should know how to answer about myself any freaking way. Uh, like, people are so nice to actors. It's like we all have brain injuries. <laughs> um, and, like, I have no ability to remember. Not to in any way insult people with brain injuries, but, like, no. it, it, it's as if we really can't do anything. Um, it, it's it's um, that we are we're in its own class of incapable. <laughs> are, you a, uh, are you a fan of the horror genre, though? Personal. Personal. Personally, I um, I have a hard time watching violence, but I do love trauma films. I do love cartoonish gore. I love when it gets a little bizarro. Like then I can detach and watch. If it's yeah. a little too real, it's tough for me. Um, but I I really love like the thoughtful horror films. Like uh, I love the thing. Like I love the suspense of of stuff. You know. Um, but. I, I have a, I, I don't know if I weren't in this movie if I would have necessarily like sought this movie out, but um, it's so funny I think that it gives you a little break if you're like I think this is palatable gore and violence like it's very it it's, it's a good like yeah. it's good for wimps it's <laughs> yeah. Morgan you told me the exact yeah. same thing right because 
Al will send me things and I, I can't, I can't do horror. I can't like, <laughs> because I have an overactive imagination. So like, I will think <laughs> that the thing is coming to get me like in real life. <laughs> so when, he, when I saw the preview for this, I was like, Al, no more gore. <laughs> like, but then I started watching and I was like, Oh, like you just said, this is palatable. And it was funny. And like, I keep wanting to call him Pecker Wood, which I know that's not it. <laughs> I mean, it's close. It's You're rounding like, up or down. Yeah, like he was funny. And like, I mean, I don't want to give away the end, but like, I was like, oh, no, not at the end. Like, <laughs> I mean, you kind of knew something was going to happen, but I was just like. I kind of had like gotten over the fact that he was a zombie. Like I was like, oh, like we'd all gotten to a place. Like you know. Yeah. So yeah, it was very, it was, it was definitely funny and enjoyable for someone who's a wimp. So. (laughs) (laughs) And let's talk about the. I love how they they use practical effects. So a lot of the slasher type horror films, it's cool to have those. Did you think that was a good call as opposed to going the CG route? Because a lot of a lot of today's horror films are going the CG route for a lot of effects, but the this film stuck to just good old-fashioned practical stuff, right? The for practical the most part? stuff? Yeah, it was all practical pretty much, and it was awesome. The people who worked on Gore were incredible. I, and it, um, yeah. it, it's, it was horrifying <laughs> to be in the room with it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I can't imagine being in a horror film when you're in a green void <laughs> pretending right. there's laser i don't know man right. like that totally, seems totally. that seems like uh something i'm not trained real good to do but um <laughs> but i could react to real looking guts pretty easily and i remember the first time we were in the room with the prac with with one of the bodies and with like peck and um <laughs> i couldn't stop gagging Oh, like, no. but, which was good. We all couldn't stop right. vomiting. And also, you know, oh. we all, we, oh. <laughs> which I mean, it was horrible to see these. And and it's made with art, with chemicals and, and little fun putties and whatnot. So those smells are <laughs> there. They're, they're not, not, the best, are they? they're not palatable. They're not palatable. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate if like the, the quote for this movie is, palatable uh, that's not what <laughs> it's it, a low bar you, you could take it literally and figuratively because of the way uh pecker had uh ate all the people in the film yeah he's a cannibal this is a cannibal film it's a palatable <laughs> cannibal film <laughs> exactly. i love it i was curious also about the the, the time period of the film because it's seen <laughs> modern but then i saw older technology with the cassette tapes yeah which it's, I see, like, Taylor Swift, she just dropped cassette tapes. I don't know if it's a trendy thing. But then I saw you guys using pay phones. I'm like, what year, what yeah. year is this uh, film take place? Uh, you know, the, the the 90s of our mind. Yeah? <laughs> I think, I think a pre, like a pre-cell phone-y time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. A better yeah. place for horror movies. <laughs> okay. I think the time it's before cell phones. So you yeah. would say the mid-90s? Yeah, I, I think that was the vibe. And I, I, I think it's like a, a slightly alternate universe, you know, yeah. it's 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 existing and uh but it but I I think the, the the confines are definitely like a nineties vibe. It was not present day. 
Right. It's cool. always weird when you see horror movies nowadays. Like something always happens with the phone. Like mm-hmm. it's bad. It's bad. Like, like no service or whatever. And they gotta make a point to show that there's no service on the phone because it kind of takes you out of the whole like I'm trapped here and nobody can help me kind of yeah. Um, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's if cell phones solve so many problems in movies. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the first the first point in a horror movie is like we got to get rid of these people's cell phones so we can have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's so many movies I think are going back to like the 80s and stuff and with kids and when they didn't have cell phones and not on their phones the whole time they're riding bikes and like Stranger Things and that kind of stuff it's hard it's harder to escape from danger without just yeah. calling some oh, for help you can't, on your tra- you can't track anyone so right, exactly. yeah I also don't want to make it seem like anyone can escape from danger right now. We are very much in the middle of a political uprising because people cannot escape from danger and there are That's not true. emergency services for people to call. Like, um, I, I, I love promoting this. I love, I, I don't know. I've never promoted a movie cause I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody, but, um, oh, <laughs> no, 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 I've, I've worked my, my age is going to kill me, but, um, uh, you know, but this is a really, um, this is a really strange time to promote a very white facing presenting movie. Um, and I think uh, it's like our, my job, it's everyone's job has the privilege to do it, to examine like their role in all of this and what their genres role in, is in this. And like, uh, I, I, I would be very remiss if we're talking about like a horror movie and like we are living in like a horror scape. And I know I'm sure you go through this with like a lot of guests, but um, I just, it feels it feels weird, but good to laugh with you guys, but it's like, it's a horrible, scary time. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with entertainment in a pandemic is what's keeping us um, a lot of a sane and a lot of yeah. putting smiles on a lot of people's faces. Oh, absolutely. I think that's yeah. what it ultimately boils down to. Obviously, social injustices, racial injustices, pandemics, murder hornets. Uh, the year hasn't been that great, but uh, <laughs> but uh, entertainment. Is, yeah, and but Uncle Packerhead is there to save the day. <laughs> it is. It's a time before, well, there's no such thing as before racism. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, but it is. It's a good, it's a good movie. This team worked super hard on it. A lot of people worked really hard on this movie. Um, and I'm also super impressed with, um, I'm super impressed with the music in this movie, especially as someone yes. who's like not a musician. Um, and I had the privilege of being able to lip sync, uh, the whole way through this damn thing. Yeah, uh, I wanted to get into that. That's yeah. so cool. And uh, Augusta Mar- uh, Koch actually is the one who's singing, uh, you know, who's, who's making me look good. Um, and Jeff I mean, Riddle. I believed it. You had the right stance. You had, you were playing the right, you know, you know, everything yes. on the base, you know, I thought you thought you nailed that part and the look too. You had the bangs, yeah. you know, you had the bouncing souls t-shirt, guys at old punk <laughs> and, you know, so I, I, I was feeling it for sure. Um, but who, so you mentioned one artist. So was, was this a particular uh, band that already exists? So um, actually uh, Jeff Riddle, uh, the guy who, who's plays one of my bandmates, um, he wrote all the music for this movie and he is a punk musician and he recently released an album too. He is so talented. He was also one of the producers of the movies, really close friends with, um, with, uh, Matt, Matthew Lawrence, uh, John Lawrence, who is the writer, producer, editor, director. I mean, he did so much for That's this movie. All, yeah. He did it all for this movie. Um, and, uh, Jeff, wrote all the music he performed live with us with the music and he worked with me and with ruby to get our bodies right to get the attitude right to to you know he he also made videos of of how to of, of how he was playing the certain songs on the bass so that i could practice 
where my hands went on the fret on the frets and stuff and where the strokes would go and um they gave me music far in advance so that i could like learn the songs the music's really fucking good jeff is so good jeff is oh i'm sorry if i'm on a lot of curses no you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want by the way (laughs) what um what do you know about the punk music genre have you have you listened to much of it i i didn't i hadn't before this movie um i'm i am not a ton like judy i am an a-type I'm a pusher. <laughs> like I'm a, I, you know, I, I very much am like a, a mommy friend, uh, you know, but uh, I'm not a, I'm not a punk rocker. <laughs> no, but, um, but, but Matthew really helped me. And also Matthew's brother runs uh, a, a music venue in Asbury park where we shot uh, a lot yeah. of our scenes. Uh, we shot, you know, House of Independence is a real venue. And at the end, we, yeah. not to spoil, but, you know, a lot of scenes take place there. And that's, it was cool to, like, have his brother also be a person who's running a real venue, who can, who knows about intimately, like, everyone on set knew about the punk music scene and was able to tell us, like, these are the bands you should be listening to. Watch this documentary, you know. Um, this is this is the vibe. This is the aesthetic. Um, and then I'm a nerd, so I love to study. So it was helpful <laughs> for me. Awesome. How was the audition process for the film? Um, you know, just as shitty as all of them. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, but they, they all are. It's bad. It's not a yeah. fun. It's not a fun way to live <laughs> auditioning. <laughs> I gotta be honest. But his, but this is really. I think he did a great job with this. Um, we had access to the full script. You know, I got good. the notice from my agent, uh, my manager. Actually, I went and I I had one round with him, and then he brought us in as a little mini band, you know, he wanted to see the energy of yeah. a group of people. So we, With Max and Mel, the actors. Of yeah. Playing. And, and, uh, it was, it was super, uh, I think he was really thorough about that. And like, we, we met in person, we talked a lot, you know, cause it's, it, shooting an indie film with someone is like, everyone is in camp together and married for a month. Like it's a very intimate thing shooting something. Uh, oh, only a... one month to shoot the entire film. I know it was so ambitious. There were a couple pickups, yeah. but like it was wild how many pages yeah. we were shooting in a day. Like this team really worked and hustled, and it was a small crew of dedicated people. And um, Matthew also teaches. Um, he's a he's a professor. He teaches film, and so a lot of his students actually were PAs. And it was so fun to like see these kids learn film it was great it was great that is awesome and i love the band duh i thought the name was yeah. was really cool but i thought what was even funnier is the band that you're going to open up for had the ending went differently but the queef queens yeah that's okay <laughs> i'm sorry but I, that, that's that's probably one of the funniest uh, band names i've ever heard <laughs> I do love there's something so great about alliteration and you never you don't hear it often with queef and it's it's good too. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. So um, is there any chance that we could see a sequel? Was it a, did it leave it kind of open ended with Peckerhead? I mean obviously Peckerhead is um I guess we should warn some of the listeners. We're going to talk of some spoilery stuff. I guess maybe a little bit uh before we move on in the interview but uh um, so if you want to don't want to know what happens and listen a little later, but nonetheless, um, <laughs> <laughs> will there be a sequel? Because Peckerhead uh, supposedly is still alive. 
Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's a fun, yeah. it's a fun, it's a very fun, clear, distinct world that yeah. he's created that I think Matt Matt's created. And, um, and, and also, uh, I think, oh God, I, I can't believe I didn't talk about her, but, but, uh, Wiki Mendoza did so much art direction, like duh, the, the, the look of duh, the branding of duh, the yeah. band merch, the way she yeah. set up the, I mean, she did so much work. She did all the costuming. All of the uh, the set the set dressing and the set decorating and the art like the creating the logos of dot like it's mm. a lot of work and she made buttons and pins that are so cool. Um, but but yeah, uh, I just wanted to shout out Wiki because she did so much. <laughs> that is so rad. That is awesome. But again, was love the, love the film. What was Talk the um, inspiration for the name um, Uncle um, Peckerhead? Yeah. And that's between Matthew and his God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I, I'm sure he's told me before and I'm, I'm getting this quiz answer wrong, <laughs> but it's, I, I think it's like, it's it, to me, it felt like this is like a silly non-threatening, but also really sexually deviant. Like it's a, there's a lot of perversion yeah. to that name. There's a lot of silliness. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's really fucked up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very yeah. efficient in, in how it makes you feel a lot of uh, creepy shit. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because it's called uncle Peckerhead, but I don't believe in the film you alluded to him as an uncle. Although he did kind of care for you guys. Uh, in the, as, you know, as nieces yeah. and nephews, I guess. Right. Um, as an uncle kind of, figure yeah so kind of, you think that's where they're maybe going with that yeah yeah i mean i mean i i don't come from the strongest of families so i don't have great modeling but i don't think that that's that this is a <laughs> typical uncle relationship <laughs> but uh but but yeah i think it, it also evokes like a familialness you know he did take okay. care of the kids he did swoop in yeah. and and save everybody with a van like we're, yeah he, he let us go on tour we needed we needed to get on that tour and he you know, and he did take care of us, and he showed up with cash too. It's, um, I think also when you're a a young artist, a thing I relate to a lot is I'm like, oh man, I would love to be saved with a bunch of money and a car right now. <laughs> like it would be nice if that could happen. And like, uh, there are lots of weird, bad opportunities that are that yeah. present themselves along your way, and uh, <laughs> just never get in the van, girls. <laughs> never yeah. get in the van. <laughs> That's a very important. And that's the lesson here, kids. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about your name? How about your name too? That's a very um, unique name that you have. Is that your um, birth name or a nickname or what? Uh, Chet is not my birth name, but it's what I've been called since like I was a baby. Um, my dad has always called me Chet. I was Chelsea when I was born, but it was oh, like Chelsea. It, okay. But it never really stuck, and um, it's actually just a hassle now because <laughs> I I get all my checks made out to Chet. I'm in I'm in SAG after as Chet. My yes, health insurance. My SAG health insurance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, nothing to do with um, weird science. No, no. Yeah. And I, I often lie, to be honest, because it's such a weird name. I usually tell people and they're like, oh, is it weird science? I'm like, yeah. 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 And then and like, they're like, oh, is it Chet Baker? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Right. you know, I think it's, it's, it's really easier. Unique. It's easier. But I love it. And I do feel like a Chet. Um, and my, you know, my dad always called me that. And uh, I, I love it. Awesome. And unique, too, because no one yeah, will ever say that. Right. Which is right. cool. Let's talk about some of your other cool stuff. You have so many cool projects on your IMDb. Um, Search Party, you're a part of season two, mm -hmm. um, recurring as Pamela, campaign staffer. And um, 
fun roll. Um, I love you. Kind of look like the Pamela character with the glasses. Oh yeah, because it's it's me playing her. But no, this is it, Pamela looks more like me. Like I cut, I chopped my hair off and became a little punkier for Judy. Um, yeah. I, but like I, um, a buttoned up woman who is spilling coffee on, on someone is like, that's, yeah. that's me. That's me. <laughs> How did you like home. with her, with Al, uh, Alia? Alia Shawkat. Yeah, Alia Shawkat, yes. She's so good. I mean, I'm sorry, I keep knocking my little shitty work from home table and. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah, she, Alia was great. She was, uh, I, I she made me super comfortable. They were, everyone on that set was so funny. Um, I also worked with um, Patty Harrison, yes. um, who is an incredible comedian. And it was the first time I'd ever worked with her. Um, and she was, she played another one of, uh, we, we all played like campaign aides, but um, right. Ollie was a super professional. She helped me run and block things beforehand. Like um, my first day on set was like when I shot the bulk of my text and I was a little nervous and I, she could see me going over things and she wanted to make sure I was super comfortable. I was like spilling, I was, there's like a, a Pratt, there's like a, what is it called? Slash, there's a little bit of slapstick. I spill coffee on her. So there's some choreography involved and she was super gracious about like letting me spill coffee on a, on a, on a famous person. <laughs> her namely but she was great and you know she talked about you know growing up in LA and she talked about you know she's super just chill cool lady it's it's so rare you meet someone I'm like man you just are as cool as you look and like she is as cool and she's always been nice to me whenever I've seen her or run into her anywhere else like uh so just super cool and that whole that whole core cast is a very friendly congenial group of people that have always been super friendly to me whenever I've I've been around them. And I watched your episodes because I wanted to get familiar with your character, but uh, it's a really good show. I'd like That's to... so nice of you to do yeah, that. Of course, you didn't yeah, have to do no, that. Yeah, why not? You know, I have HBO Max now, so <laughs> and uh, all of uh, all three seasons of yeah are on HBO Max, which is awesome. It's a gorgeous show. It's really yeah. a, it's a millennial wet dream of cinematography. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> It's a wash of haunting pastels and <laughs> creepy neons. It's really just, it's stunning. It's so gasp worthy. And John yeah. Early, and John Early is just <gasps> stunning. Like, he's just so good. Yeah, the whole cast. I mean, fantastic, fantastic actors. Well written. Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting? The um, season two finale, which you were a part of, had a very similar ending to Uncle Peckerhead. Mm. Do, you, do, you, do you agree with that? Yes, an ominous big crowd. Uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely. Yeah, I saw when I saw that. I'm like, oh wow. And I guess we could. That's kind of spoiling the ending of um, Peckerhead, but uh, <laughs> but Tootie and 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 the band get arrested uh, for a crime they did not commit because it was all Peckerhead, of course. Oh damn, Peckerhead. But um, but yeah, no, I, I saw that parallel with uh, you know, kind of interrupting an event. Yeah. Uh, to to. So that was kind of interesting. You also got a cool um, recurring on Alternatina on Comedy Central. Yeah, that's actually a pretty uh, a pretty big role I have on that show because um uh, and I love that show Alternatino uh, uh, with Arturo Castro. Such a fun yes. sketch show, such a cool sketch show in that it had like 15 or so minutes of sketches that were all thematically related, but non, not, you know, in different, completely different worlds. But he also had like a spine 
narrative of each episode of the sketch show that like followed his life, like Arturo Castro, like the, you know, the TV Arturo and his <laughs> TV life as an actor and his struggles yeah. as like, uh, you know, being an alternative to the stereotypical definition of uh, a Latino man. Latino in entertainers. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the sketches are so good. And I played myself, I, I played like a, an altered version of myself. I played Chet is my character on the show. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I played one of Arturo's best friends. Um, and it, it was an, inc- that was an incredible experience. I'd never been on, uh, uh, I mean, I actually, I've been really blessed with a lot of my experiences where people were same thing with Peckerhead and same thing with, um, search party and, uh, I've worked with people who have always cared what I thought about with the work, you know, and, and, and what I thought about the part and what I thought about stuff and, and Arturo especially like really met with me and like, we had all these meetings outside of, uh, outside of, you know, set to just like read scripts and talk about what worked and what we thought didn't. And, um, it was just what a luxury. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. It's really funny. Caught some clips on YouTube. It was a lot of fun. Another uh, yeah. your cool project. Oh, by the way, will it, will you be a part of season uh, the upcoming season of um, Alternatino? Uh, y- yeah, if yeah, yeah. Uh, I Pending think, production. Start, I think I guess, yeah, right? it's, it's it's like yeah. a, it's hard to it's hard to know. You know that that project right now I think is uh, is like with a lot of other projects, just sort of waiting to see what what happens. Um, yes, of course. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, our, I, I, I don't know what the scripts, I don't know what things look like, you know, going forward. Everything is sort of paused with it. So I don't want to make any promises about Alternatino. I don't want to get any of the fans all riled up. I don't want to get them too hungry for a dinner I can't serve. <laughs> it's all up to... Uh... It's all up to the movie gods and coronavirus. Exactly. COVID gods, movie gods. Exactly. And of course, a a fun project you can work on because a lot of people are putting out animated projects. Yes. um, Because of the pandemic, because you can do them in a voiceover studio. You can do them even from your own home if you have the right equipment or whatever, is um, your work on the uh, Museum um, of Human History. Yeah. 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 I've worked with uh, the, the. the people who produce that is Cartoona. They're a great animation company. Um, and okay. I, I've done a lot of animation work for them. Um, and uh, it's, I love doing cartoons so much because in performing arts as an actor, you're limited a lot by what you look like. And it is so cool to just get to really play around with anything like I can distort my voice I can be a green blob I could be a sentient yeah. tra- I can be a trash can I could be yes. I could be a, a, a an asthmatic boy I can be whatever I want and I, I guess I think it is an asthmatic little boy <laughs> but um it's yeah so I, I love I love working with Cartoona they really give me a lot of uh runway in terms of voices they let me do whatever weird crap I want which is great and you were Green, which is a green mm-hmm. blog, a blob or whatever, right? Yeah, a little alien, person. Alien. Yeah, alien kid. Yeah. And um, I, the, the, I guess the thrust of that show is just a bunch of um, uh, a bunch of aliens trying to figure out what the hell Earth was and what people did. And uh, it's so funny to hear uh, with that tone, the, the events of the world told back to these aliens, like explaining some of the worst parts of human history and, and how you know, and, and, and why people behave the certain ways they do, because yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, I tuned into a couple. One on Elon Musk, which is a fun one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, really entertaining. Definitely worth checking out. And of course, you have Chicago Med. You had, uh, yes, I gave a nice breach birth that didn't go well on <laughs> Chicago Med. Oh, wow. So very, very nice guest star on that episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. I mean, that's like a classic actor move. Your 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 procedural, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to get your procedural in. And yeah. uh, uh, that was I, I got to be pregnant and give birth on camera, which was, you know, I've never done that in life. So I'm sure I pissed off a lot of real moms, but uh, <laughs> no, but my, uh, my, what's weird actually is my, my dad's an OBGYN. Oh, wow, and my, my stepmother is, was a midwife. And uh, I have friends who are doulas. So I like do know a lot about birth. And weirdly enough, I don't know if I needed to do this, but I did. I watched a lot of breach births online. Did you really? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, it, is, it is something. It is powerful what women do. That's crazy. We should talk about birth in the real terms. Like people should be warned what it really is. I don't know. Just yeah. do some Googling. This is why... People don't want to know because I have friends that all have kids and I'm like, I don't want to know. You don't want to know? Kids. But then they're like, so creepy after you know they come to you and they're like, yeah, you saw. Now you know. It's like, yeah. they're, like they're actively hiding this horror. Like, oh, did this happen? Did this? I'm like, I don't want to know. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's it's what, did your dad, what did your dad tell you as the OBGYN? I mean, he told me about like pacing of contractions. He told oh. me about where pain, you know, where, but also again, women are going to hate this. My male father, OBGYN, is telling me what birth feels like, like he's ever felt it. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad always has a joke when he's about to do surgery on a patient and they ask like, is this going to hurt? And he goes, oh no. And then he says, oh, you were asking about for you. That's his favorite. And I'm like, that doesn't inspire a ton of confidence, Dad. I like that. I like that. He's funny, but do you need a funny gynecologist? I don't. I don't. That's a good point. That's a good point. What else should, what else should we be promoting, Chet? Uh, I think I went over a lot of your newer stuff. Yeah. Um. Well, Right now it's a healthscape, so I'd like to promote yes. mental health. Um, yes. Just in yes. general for everyone. Yes. Um, I, uh, you know, right now a lot of things are paused, but um, yeah. I, I think the thing I would like to promote is if you are physically able to, and I know that um, it's a privilege to be able to protest um, for a lot of reasons, whether or not you are, uh, you're in good, le you're in, in legal standing to be able to withstand police repercussions or arrest repercussions. Um, or if you, you know, it's 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 a physical privilege to be able to actually stand and walk and do those things. It's 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 tough. It's a taxing it's a taxing thing to do. But I would say if you can do it um, and you support what's happening to to do it um, and to find ways to support other organizations that are supporting the front lines of anti of uh, anti racism work. I've been volunteering a lot with um, the Black Chef Collective in New York City. Oh, wow. And uh, so I'd like to promote them. Um, yeah. the, the Black Chef Collective is a black organized uh, group of chefs, black women chefs, uh, two, two women who, who run it. Um, and they feed the front lines of the protests. So they go to different protests in New York City and they pop up and they have hot food for people. Oh, everything's, everything's individually packaged and chefs volunteer to, to make food. So I've made food before. You also can volunteer to hand out food. You can also give money to Black Chef Collective to help 
fund what they're doing, or you could volunteer to be a transporter if you have a car. Also, they're always looking for people to just show up with water and ice because that's really, you know, um, <laughs> that's what the people on the street need. And I think um, if you're scared to go because of COVID, um, but you're like going to the beach, like look at yourself um, or going getting manicures or whatever. Um, but I think this is a time where it's okay to not have a project. It's okay for the project to be being a part of your community. And it's okay for, for the work that you're promoting to be protecting people who need protecting right now. And where is this organization based? New York City. And, New York um, City. Okay, great. And is, is that where you are? Yeah, I'm in I'm in I'm in Brooklyn, New York right now, yes. and um and yeah they they pop up they pop up um and they are at protests all throughout Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, New York, you know in general Black Chef Collective and if you're in New York City and you're looking for protests um Justice for George NYC is a really good Instagram account that aggregates um and they do a good job of vetting to make sure it's also like um black uh organized events or um indigenous peoples or people of color so they they try to really vet to make sure that you're you know protesting with an organization that knows what they're doing awesome awesome glad you talked about that for sure chat you're awesome chat you you guys are awesome thank you for being so nice to me thanks for for watching movies yeah it's a good movie movie. they worked so everybody worked so hard Fun. It was so fun. And Ruby McAllister is so good. I didn't even talk about Ruby and how good she is, but like, see everything she does. She also has been, I think, on Instagram doing like a, a some show, some live shows. So check out Ruby. She's awesome. she's a, she's a dynamo. All right. Well, before we let you go, if, if you could chat, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for Uncle Peckerhead and whatever else you want, search party or whatever, mm-hmm. and let us know you're on below the belt and whatever you want at the end. Cool. Uh, hi there, my name is Chet Siegel. I'm on Below the Belt. I'm here to promote my new movie, Uncle Peckerhead. That feels cool to say. Uh, you can pre-order it now, uh, on, and you can get it on video on demand, or you can order a little Blu-ray, and I think it's going to theaters. I don't know how, but if it's safe enough to go, go. But I don't think it is, so just order it online and wear your mask. That was awesome. Yes, I'm reading here. Select theaters August 7th. Video on demand August 11th. Awesome. Awesome. Chet, thanks so much. You're awesome. And and stay safe. And uh, best of luck for your next uh, next project. And and thanks for talking about that great organization as well. Thanks. Have a good one. All right, Chet. Chet. Take care. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.